This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, Bradley is, um, is looking into some real estate now on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Uh, Bradley, what real estate do you have your eye on? Oh, I'm totally going to buy a new home, you guys. Just want you to know I'm going to have to do some virtual show prep from now on, I though, mean, because it's going to be in California. It's all the rage. Oh, you're moving to California. Yeah, I hope you're fine with that. I mean, I'll miss you, but where are you moving Well, to? you can come visit. Uh, we're going to be in Brentwood. Oh, um, I'm going to be living in the Golden Girls' home. (gasps) Crazy. Okay, so this is the outside house. This is kind of like a Brady Bunch experience where the exterior of this home in Brentwood, California, Mm -hmm. uh, in Brentwood, uh, California, I just said that. Okay, are you Um, stuck? (laughs) And um, the inside doesn't look anything like the show. Mm -mm. But it looks good. But it looks good. And um, E, actually it's not E, it's E.T., Entertainment it's, tonight. It's, it's a, a real, real good, good show. show. They sat down and talked to the guy who is called. They call him the. Um, what word did they use? It's he's the owner, but I thought they referred to him as like the keeper of the house because. Brian. Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. This guy grew up in this house. His parents owned it. Lucky. And um, they they rented it out to you know. Um, television show to use the exterior shots but they only got like a small fee they didn't get any royalties which is kind of sad right that's well, a bummer but anyway this he's the, the trustee of the home trustee thank you trustee i knew there was a fancy word in there mm-hmm. charcuterie mm-hmm. um you have a lot of charcuterie there i'd like to mm. i would charcuterie my pants if i lived in this house <laughs> but it got me thinking you know just like the brady bunch house i wonder I wonder if now mm. that it's for sale, by the way, thirteen million, no big whoop de doo. Uh thirteen million. Three million. Three million. Honey. Oh, see, I just priced myself out of it. Yeah, you did. I mean three million I was all in. 13. Yeah, but thirteen, no can do. <laughs> um three million dollars, uh there it's up for sale. I wonder if somebody will buy the house and try to pull a Brady Bunch on it. It would be so cool. So as it stands right now, it's a four bedroom, three and a half bathroom home. Um and they did do a lot of update. I mean, here's the thing: the inside is it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, no, it's because gorgeous. it's, it's not. It's not like the original Brady house where it really was like a time capsule. Yeah, like somebody, no offense, like old, maybe passed away, and it had never been updated. Right. Yeah. This house has been definitely updated, and it's beautiful on the inside. So on on the one hand, it would almost like feel a little bit like a shame to undo all the beautiful work that was done but at the same time do we not kind of want to see 
an actual replica of the Golden Girls house? Yeah. Yes. Right? Of course. We now, absolutely I, do. I will say the Property Brothers joked about doing this with this house, but they, they weren't. Uh, that wasn't at the time when the actual home was for sale. Also, this house, I'm just looking at it again, is just, it's so gorgeous. It's so beautiful on the inside. Uh, it's such a great looking house. But at the same time, I don't know. I almost feel like it increases the value even if you, because nobody, well, what would you prefer? To have the house, the Golden Girls house that looks the same as the Golden Girls house on the outside but is like beautiful on the inside and totally like workable. Or would you want the whole package? What feels like I mean, more valuable to I'm torn to you? because like my ideal is this beautiful, it's almost like hints of mid-century um, design mm -hmm. ethic. Ethic? Mm -hmm. Aesthetic is what I meant to say. Mm -hmm. It's Friday and I had ice cream. Um, I'm torn because it is, it's done very beautifully, like very much a lot. Like I would be, I'd like walk in and live there. Yeah. The but, only thing, well, and I actually think it's really cool too. The only thing they really have not touched a lot in the house is the kitchen. Well, and there's like a bathroom that I would probably redo, but okay. there's like a tub situation that I'm not happy with. <laughs> well, however, <laughs> get your three million together, right? Bradley, and you can change anything. Um, But I think ultimately, if you buy this home, the, the homes like this, you can buy anywhere else. I shouldn't say, but I, I guarantee you, if you want a nice mid-century home like this in Brentwood, you could probably find it. Yeah. This particular home is so unique that, like, you're not going to lose anything if you completely redo the interior of this home. That right. interior lives elsewhere. But you will never have an opportunity to do an interior inside of an iconic home such as this. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you are just, it would just be, you know... It's the Lord's work. I mean, that's what the Lord would want you to oh do. Oh my gosh, this house though. Again, I just feel like it would be a shame to to You can save it. all that stuff. Just, you know, take all the nice finishings and put them elsewhere cuz imagine being able to walk into a physical yeah. space cuz I will say for fans of the Golden Girls and now everybody loves the Golden Girls, but um, you know, for people who have been watching it since it aired on the television for the first time, you know, the idea of one day being able to walk through the doors of their actual home and feel like you were there that's that's you know that would be but a magical thing here and i and i'm with you on this here's my other question mm -hmm. why is it that we feel like we have to wait for the homes to come on the market in order then to do this weird retrofit thing why isn't there like you know there should be somebody at hgtv should buy up some property like a cul-de-sac mm -hmm. somewhere and just start popping up these houses like old sitcom homes. That would be fun to have somebody, a developer, if you're out yeah. there listening and you have tens of billions of dollars. Um, let's do that because you could pick like a different TV home. Exactly. You could have a neighborhood of all TV homes. Exactly. You could have the... Um, full house house. Full house home. You could have the Brady Bunch home. You could have the Golden Girls home. You could have the... Um, you could have the Adams family. You could have the Adams family. You could have who, who's the, the boss. You could have the who's the boss house. Yeah. I mean, you could really, um, you could do facts of life, and there could be silver spoons. There could be. Oh yeah, I I always with, wanted the silver with spoons the house. The friends New York City apartment. Totally. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm fine with that. I but I'm just saying, from like an actual historical standpoint, this facade it. is so. It's like the Mary Tyler Moore house. Mm -hmm. I will say one of the saddest things I ever did, although it was bittersweet, yeah. was going through that home. Yep. 
um, because it's just not anything like you want it to be. Right. Although the outside absolutely is. It's still a beautiful home. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'd live there in a heartbeat. But see, that's the thing is like we have an idea of what we think is behind the, those walls. And it's sort of like meeting your favorite celebrities. What do we always say? Don't. You don't want to meet your favorite celebrities. You, you will be disappointed. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, another person who knows the Golden Girls well, our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies, he's going to tell us what we should be watching on our couches this weekend right here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. It's that time once again, my talkers, to reach out and ask for a donation. <laughs> Easy there, kitty kitty. I was just asking for video submissions for the Cat Video Festival. <laughs> Calm down, kitty. This year, we're doing it quarantine style. The 2020 Cat Video Festival will once again be presented by MyTalk 1071 and the St. Paul Saints. This time, though, it'll happen at your place, which means for the first time, your cats can watch along with you. Thursday, August 20th at 8 p.m. is the date and time, and now we need submissions. We've all been stuck at home for five months. We know you've shot videos of your cats doing some hilarious stuff, right? I mean, you've been locked up together with your cat. What else has there been to do? Upload it to us at mytalk1071.com, keyword cat. And not only will the best videos be part of the reel on August 20th, one lucky MyTalker is going to win $1,000. It's the fifth annual MyTalk 1071 Cat Video Festival. Quarantine edition. Mark your calendars, get your cats to do funny stuff, and upload it using MyTalk keyword cat. Hey, our friend Paul McGuire Grimes is joining us on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies to tell us what we should be watching while we're stuck on our couches because it's going to be hot. Hot Paul. Hello. Hi, Paul. Hi, how are you guys? Well, we're good, and we're gearing up for a hot weekend. Ooh, um, and I actually have to tell you, uh, one of the picks you brought this week I've never heard of, and the other one, my husband and I tried to watch the other day, but Hulu was down. So let's oh, start with... Rude. I know, right? Let's start with <laughs> Greyhound. Um, what the heck yes. is that? This is on Apple TV Plus, and this is a new Tom Hanks movie. Uh, it's a World War II story. He it's a February 1944, and he plays the captain of the ship of this um, these ships, convoy of ships that have to go to Liverpool, England. But first, they have to cross through this pass known as the Black Pit, where they face this onslaught of German U-boats. They have to get to England, but first, they have to kind of get through safely over these U-boats. Interesting. They come across with, yeah. So we know that Tom Hanks loves World War II. Like he's mm-hmm. really featured it in a lot of movies and TV shows before. So he continues that theme. And this is actually based. He wrote the screenplay for the movie too, and it's mm-hmm. based on a book called The Good Shepherd by C. S. Forrester. Okay. And what? Oh, go oh, ahead. Yeah. Oh, what I think is really great about this movie is that it's eighty-two minutes. You have so me at enough. short. Thank you. I know, like. This is not a huge time commitment. And when you think war movies, you think of these big, like, sweeping epics, these two-and-a-half-hour, three-hour sagas. And I think Greyhound really pairs it down nicely to just being this, you know, so all of it takes place, I should say most of it takes place in the ocean, quickly trying to get across across the ocean. And it's intense for basically the whole 82 minutes. It's intense battle sequence. 
and that's it. That's really the movie. So I was going to say, there is, is some it, downtime a little bit. But. Do, do they do a good job of pacing so that, you know, from start to finish, you're, you know, they're just building the tension all the way to the climax? Yes. I mean, it's definitely, it starts off pretty intense, but there is some downtime, too, in between different attacks. So you get that downtime, you get that reprieve, and then they, there still is that patriotism in there. There still is death and tragedy, so you do feel that, like, oh, man, like, our Navy goes through a lot and went through a lot. So you still feel that kind of emotional hit, but, you know, there is a lack of, you know, character building, which happens when you have an 82-minute movie and it's a very tight, focused story. So that may throw off some people that you're not going to get to know a lot of who these characters are. You do know that Tom Hanks has a significant other that he left behind, played by Elizabeth Shue, and we get a little scene at the beginning, and that's about it. But then it's them on the ship, them, you know, holding off attack from these submarines, and it's intense. We haven't seen anything out of her recently. That's what I was just going to say. I mean, uh, to me, honestly, like, I, it's funny when you said like the character development, maybe not a lot of time to be doing that. But then when you said Elizabeth, she was in it. I thought, well, a, you know, a person who I, we haven't heard a lot from lately would maybe bring me to it, whether or not there is character development. Right. It's right? great to see Elizabeth Shue again. Like, I love her. And Tom Hanks, we love him, I think, in these hero roles. He has done this so many times before, so it's not necessarily, like, a new character for him, but you, like, trust that, like, they're going to get out of it. You trust him at the helm. He's very tight-lipped. He's very direct with his, you know, his um, crew. And it's another solid performance. I think if it was maybe a different actor, you wouldn't be as into it but mm-hmm. i love tom hanks i will watch him in anything and i think he really grounds this movie and keeps you focused on this on these you know these veterans so how many ticket stubs for this three and a half out of five for greyhound it's on apple tv plus if you don't subscribe to it it's only 4.99 a month so even if you're like do i want to like that price point alone what Pay for it for right. a month, watch Greyhound, and then go watch The Morning Show. Yeah. If people have not watched The Morning Show, that is stunning television. Well, and like like you said, for four ninety nine a month, like you will buy a movie for five times that much. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I know that Lori and Julie have both watched it, too, and they both loved it. So plug their show. Awesome. Yeah, they loved it, too. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so the other show or movie, this is on Hulu. We tried to yeah. watch it last weekend, and our Hulu wouldn't load, and I was very upset because I really wanted to watch Palm Springs. Yes, it start, It is so good. Like, this movie really took me by surprise. Again, 90 minutes. They're doing it well. It's Andy Samberg as kind of lost lost character like he doesn't really know what he wants out of life um and he attends this wedding he ends up kind of hooking up with the maid of honor played by christine Liotti. she had a guest in on how i met your mother and they both find themselves in the middle of this time loop so it sounds like wait a minute a rom-com a comedy and a time loop is that going to work is that going to be weird and it works really well i have not heard anything but amazing things about this movie I think it's because I think we're used to Andy Samberg doing like the caricatures, the sketch comedy, whether it's Saturday Night Live. He's had a couple of movies like Pop Star, Hot Rod. He's a kind of goofy actor. But then you see him in this um, kind of romantic lead role and you're like, Andy Samberg, a new side of you that I'm loving right now. Mm-hmm. So he shows you that he can act. He shows you that he has sex appeal, but then he can play the drama. He can then lean into the comedy of these more 
complicated moments. And then we're thinking, time loop, is it going to break its own rules? Is it going to be weird? And I don't think it ever does. I think it shows and kind of contextualizes. We know people like this. They're messy, that can't get their act together, that make the same mistakes over and over again as if they are in a time loop in real life. And then how do they get get out of that and grow up, essentially? That's interesting. I would have thought like that could be possibly gimmicky, but it sounds like they pull it off well. <laughs> It does. I never felt like it was gimmicky. I felt like it always was about making our characters grow up. And I didn't either. I never felt like either of them was annoying either. Like yeah. sometimes you have characters are lost, are completely annoying and whiny. And I didn't feel like I didn't feel that way with these two. And then J.K. Simmons and June Squibb are in it as well. And J.K. Simmons is kind of the um, antagonist, if you will. You know, that's how, that's how I'll leave it. Yeah. Then you never know where the movie's going to go next. So, like, each new scene is kind of surprising and takes you like, oh, where's this going to go? Oh, okay, well, that was fun. Like, you know, and then how are they going to get out of it? It was, it's a real surprising treat. How many ticket stubs for this one? Four and a half out of five ticket stubs. I'm really looking forward to seeing it again to see, like, do they set things up in this script? Like, do, mm. do how much foreshadowing do they do now? Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to talk about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. These are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present. CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy stupid idiots. Some people do dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of. Lord, uh... Where you like, first? Maine. Maine? Maine. Yep. Maine. Okay, what's up, Maine? Um, I'll tell you what's up in Maine. Um. Lobster rolls. Uh, well. No, we're thinking about other animals. Um, We're talking about a guy named Sean Shoemaker who was staying in a motel, in the Notel Motel in Norway, Maine. And uh, the manager uh, had to do a little room check earlier in the week because Mr. Shoemaker, who'd been staying there for 10 days, had not yet paid a bill. So he went to collect money the manager did from Sean Shoemaker uh, in his room. And Sean was not there at the moment, but the manager allowed himself inside the room and he found a ton of cages that contained large hairy spiders, also known as tarantulas. Oh my God. Why were there tarantulas? I'm, I mean, What's, I don't quite know, but we always we always get these weird stories of people that like sew rare birds into their pants, you know, in order to get them into the country, that kind of stuff. Turns out 53 tarantulas in Sean Shoemaker's room, at least three of them were species that are illegal to have in Maine. Oh, so he was doing some dirty deeds. He was, yeah, he was a tarantula dealer. Um, he was cited for illegal possession of animals. Oh. All of the tarantulas were exported, or I'm sorry, transported to a local expert. Um, yeah. The, here's the, like, I don't know, there's bad news and there's good news. What's the good news? 
they didn't take up a whole lot of room, right? Because tarantulas aren't huge animals, right? So it wasn't like he walked in and it was just wall-to-wall cages of large, scary-looking tarantulas, right? He had a shelf full of these tarantulas. He also had a baseball bat that was, like, wrapped in something. Maybe that was his security. I don't know. Um, Any who'sy-whatsy. He, but, so he didn't take up a whole lot of space with his tarantulas. Um, But, yeah. He's being dealt with. That's nasty. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't stand. I just, I don't like anything hairy. That's nasty. Um, I would like to just... Other than Zac Efron. Thank you. I was going to say, let's rewind If that was a tarantula, I would have that. Because earlier in the show, we talked about how Zac Efron has decided to grow out some of his body hair, and we are liking it. You can listen to that evidence on the first hour of today's podcast. Thank you. Or you can just Google image search that. BSness, you're welcome. Hey. Mm. Mm. I just closed down that tab. I need to go back now. (laughs) What? Sorry, what? (laughs) Uh, Would you like another crazy, stupid idiot? Sure. While you're waiting for your soft porn? (laughs) Sure. Um, I want to take you to Georgia. Aylin Hearst, Georgia, where our good friend, uh, anyway, um, I want to take you to Liberty County. Liberty County. What's going on there? Um, thanks for asking. Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, officials found something very disturbing. Mm, tarantulas. They found a dead body. <gasps> Okay, this is a dark. No, it's going to get dark, and I apologize. It's going to get dark. It got dark. So Liberty County, Liberty County officials were like, "Oh my God, Jack, that's a dead body." So it was around two p.m. in Allenhurst, not far from. (laughs) Is that actual audio? (laughs) Yeah, from Dunleavy Road, Liberty County Sheriff's Office Detective Mike Albertone said officers had found the dead body lying on the side of the railroad tracks. Now, the policy is when they find a dead body, law enforcement officers are not to de- not to touch the deceased, right, until the coroner right, arrives. Because now that is like a crime scene, potentially. So they did the respectful thing and placed a sheet over the suspected dead body. And then the coroner arrived. And they began checking the body for injuries. Mm-mm. That's when the crazy, stupid idiot showed up. So they're like... Was the body not really dead? It was alive and the guy was like, why are you touching me? No. Oh. It was a dead body, all right. Mm. Did but the not, murderer show up? But not a real dead body. Oh, gosh. You know what it was? Was a sex doll or something? Yes. Was it really? It really was. They found a female sex doll on the side of the railroad tracks, and these yahoos thought it was a dead body. Oh my gosh! Is there a picture? Was it one of those no. like real dolls? Well, it had to have been because the doll was anatomically correct, with realistic skin and features, and was fully clothed. Oh my gosh! I love that nobody even like thought like you placed a sheet on the dumb thing. You couldn't have figured it out by being that close. Yeah. I mean, how did you know it was dead? I have a dead? lot of questions. I have a lot of like, Why wouldn't you have been questions. like, how is that thing dead? It's not dead. It's not even alive. It was never. Oof. 
Alberton said in all his years, he'd never encountered a situation like this. I mean, I wonder how long it actually Yokels. took them to figure out that it was a sex doll. Um, it took forever because they had to wait till the corner arrived. They had put a sheet over the dumb thing, and then they started fiddling with it to see what kind of injuries <laughs> it might have had. And then they were like, wait a minute. Get out of town. That ain't oh, real. Oh, my god, That's one of them sex dolls. Where are you supposed to? What are you supposed to? Does it have, what's it, is it wearing panties? Oh my gosh. Oh, hey. <laughs> um, for our last story, we're going to Louisiana. Emphasis on the lose. We might as well call it Loseriana. I want to tell you about a COVIDiot. Oh, crazy, stupid COVIDiot. So something related to COVID-19. Yeah. All right. So Ricky Taylor, he's 64 years old. Mm -hmm. He uh, had to stop at a Walmart recently. As you do. And uh, he, it was Tuesday evening and he, he, he walked on into the Walmart do 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 do. And there was an off duty cop. Okay. uh, Who's working security detail at the store. Yep. And he said, sir, sir, sorry, before you enter the, the store, it is policy that every customer oh wear a mask mm-hmm. and uh that off-duty security cop said i can furnish you with a mask if you don't have one of your own well pretty standard policy now yep ricky taylor not a fan okay. and he made himself known by cursing out the officer you can't make me wear a bleeping mask i'm not wearing a bleeping mask well, okay, on the contrary, actually, uh, in this case, if you want to shop there, you got to put the mask on. Mm-hmm. So mm, later on, he did purport to have a medical condition that present, prevented him from wearing a mask, but not until after he was real rude to the off-duty cop. Um, but due to his unruly behavior, mm-hmm. Walmart placed him on trespass notice. So the cop asked him for his driver's license, and he said, I could give it to you, but I'm not going to. And then he exited the store and headed for his vehicle. And then do you know what he did? Um, Pooped in the parking lot? No, I I like that end of the story. Amber Mm -hmm. Pulled an Amber Heard? No, he ran over the patrol Uh, officer with his car. He backed his auto up and twice struck... Oh the my very God. patrol man who tried was, to just kindly give him a mask. Is he okay? He's fine. He, But Mr. Taylor, Ricky Taylor, was charged with aggravated assault on a peace officer, which is a felony, and disorderly conduct and resisting an officer. Oh, my God. Um, he was released from jail last night. I don't Jeez. think he ever got what he needed from the Walmart. So this dude, this was much more about... Uh, this was not just... the. He was not an anti-mask no, individual. This... Was, it was just a a, a battle of wound. wills. Yep. Mm-hmm. Listen, I just want to use that as like a cautionary tale. Like, we don't need to get so... Just put the dumb mask on. We don't need to be running people over. We don't need to be hurting yeah. people. It, it seems like he's the kind of guy that was looking for some issues. Yeah. Yeah, he was looking for a fight. Yeah. He wanted to run somebody over with his car. Also, quick aside... 
having nothing to do with crazy, stupid idiots. Do you know what advertisement is popping up on nearly every single page I visit lately? No. The O2 respirator mask. Oh. That, that is this the very mask we saw Sam Asgari oh, jogging the nut in the cup. Like yeah. a nut cup for your face. I think I sent that to you guys a while back. It finally started showing up on mine, and I don't yeah. know what triggered it. Probably because we've talked about masks or something. But yeah. I just don't really know why they couldn't have improved on the design slightly no, it so looks, it didn't look like a nut cup. It looks like a uh, yeah protective device for your schwing schwang. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show at 2.45, we play a very fun game. It's fun for us. Hopefully it's fun for you. It's a game called The Throwback Live. Live. We're going to do that after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 